Dr. Larry Savage, a professor of labor studies at Brock University. Dr. Savage, thank you for your time this morning. Appreciate you joining us. No problem. Good morning. So when we talk about strategic voting, let's just break down exactly what we mean here. Basically, it means not necessarily voting for your favorite candidate, but voting to try and prevent another candidate from being elected? That's exactly it. You're you're substituting your sincere preference for a candidate you think is best positioned to defeat the candidate you prefer the least. Okay, so, and uh, (laughs) it's an interesting approach, but we know what happens. It happens all the time. Um, How does it usually play out in Canadian politics? If we take a look at strategic voting and the impact it's had on previous federal election campaigns, what can we find out? Sure. So I've spent the last 10 years studying strategic voting and specifically union-backed anti-conservative strategic voting campaigns. And so that usually takes the form in most ridings of having uh, these organizations try to convince voters who are sympathetic to the NDP to switch their vote to the Liberals because of the sense that that party is best positioned to defeat the conservative right. candidate who, who they don't want elected. Although in some ridings, it also means backing new Democrats who are best positioned to defeat conservatives. But by and large, in most ridings in the country, it means backing liberals. Um, and how has that worked out? Has it been effective or in some cases is it actually hurt? Well, look, I think the bottom line is that there is very little evidence that these campaigns are effective. And in some cases, they're actually counterproductive. Um, You know, we can take, um, I can give you an Alberta riding, for example, uh, Edmonton Center, for example, is a good example, where in uh, 2015, Unifor, which is a union that is very much committed to strategic voting, they endorsed uh, Alberta Federation of Labor President Gil McGowan in that riding, who was running for the NDP, and this was part of their broader anti-conservative strategic voting effort. Uh, now, as we know, at the start of that campaign, all the parties were kind of even in the polls, but NDP hopes faded rather quickly in 2015, and Justin Trudeau's liberals surged in the polls in the second half of that campaign. On Election Day... The Liberals won in Edmonton Centre, but just barely over the Conservatives. And so, in other words, in retrospect, the union strategic voting campaign in Edmonton Centre, which was all about backing the NDP candidate, was entirely counterproductive because they were encouraging people to vote for the third-place candidate. And in the process, they nearly helped hand the seat over to the Conservatives. But I remember back in that campaign, union leaders talking about they were responsible for the defeat of Stephen Harper. Yes, of course, uh, that is true that union voters made that claim. But I think there's very little evidence um, that that's true, because even when Harper lost in 2015 and the, the Liberals swept to power, the evidence actually showed that strategic voting campaigns weren't a determining factor in districts that had been targeted by groups for that purpose. And in some cases, uh, of course, like in Edmonton Center, those strategic voting campaigns backfired entirely. There's influence on voters from the candidates themselves in this area, right? I can think of politicians who say a vote for this person is a vote for, uh, is a wasted vote. Or, you know, if you want to make sure that we don't end up with this kind of politics, then you need to cast your vote here. Anywhere else, it's a wasted vote, and it's just going to ensure they win. So politicians recognize that they can sort of drive that wedge in and encourage people to vote strategically. 
Well, exactly. And I think this only leads to confusion because in some writings, anti-conservative organizations can't actually agree on who the strategic vote should go to. So you might have a liberal or an NDP candidate self-proclaiming themselves as a strategic candidate. And uh, again, you know, mixing these messages so that it's not clear for people. Uh, And the other problem is I think a lot of people think that voting strategically means voting liberal because the media usually reports on national poll results. We're rarely ever treated with riding-level polling Mm -hmm. data. And as a result of that, people make incorrect assumptions all the time about the state of their local races based on national-level polling data. So, for example, if you were new to Edmonton-Strathcona, which is the only NDP riding in uh, Alberta, you might look at the polls and think that voting liberal is the best way to stop the Tories because you're looking at a national poll. Of course, you'd be wrong. But the point here is that effective strategic voting requires a very high level of voter education, coordination and awareness that simply doesn't exist in Canada. What about, and this is something that always fascinates me about Canadian politics, is the Conservative Party come together, break apart, come together, break apart cycle that we see over and over and over again. Um, When you're talking about strategic voting, you've now got the Conservative Party of Canada led by Aaron O'Toole, which is the biggest, of course, and has the most support, but always biting at the heels of the major Conservative Party. This time you've got Maverick Party, you've got People's Party of Canada. Um... That seems to be the antithesis to strategic voting. That seems to be actively campaigning to take votes away from the leading conservative party and split it up and disperse it among these smaller parties that have far less likely chance of being voted in. Look, strategic voting happens on the left of the political spectrum. It also happens on the right. You can be sure that if the polls are very close, you're not only going to have liberals encouraging new democrats and greens to vote strategically against the conservatives but you're also going to see conservative candidates encouraging people's party supporters and maverick party supporters to get on board with o'toole you're going to have these drums of strategic voting in all directions and again it can be a big confusing mess for people because People vote strategically for different reasons. I might want to not vote liberal to deny the minority. Maybe I want to vote liberal because I want to deny the conservatives' victory. Maybe I want to vote conservative because I'm worried that I'll waste my vote on the People's Party. And, of course, that dynamic is different in every single riding. And there are organizations out there who try to put together these websites to inform voters. But a lot of those times, they're being run by partisan people who are trying to feed the public information that will support their particular party. And so in the end, given that there's actually very little evidence that strategic voting campaigns are effective, you, you, um, you might as well just vote for the candidate you believe in rather than try to game the system because it's unlikely that it's going to produce the outcome you're looking for. Yeah, there's a novel idea. <laughs> vote your conscience. Uh, Dr. Savage, thanks so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us. That's uh, Dr. Larry Savage, a professor of labor studies at Brock University.